now we're live on the podcast as well. So um, this is the audio edition. For those who don't know, this is the audio edition of the show as well as us being live here on the podcast as well. Kicking it with the King. We are live. It's Gabriel Hernandez in the flesh, baby. We're here. It's been a long time. We're back. We're live. We're ready to go. Um, UFC Yaz Island is underway. Not underway as we speak, but... Later on, the fights will happen. We got Ortega versus Korean Zombie at last. It's a main event. Um, we talked about this the other day on the podcast. I just dropped episode 296 of Kicking It With The King. We talked about Ortega, Korean Zombie. We had a lot of fun. We bullshitted. We talked about lots of different other things. We didn't really just talk about the fights. We talked about the fights in depth, but we had fun towards the end. And Yesterday, I got so high and stuff after that, <laughs> or before that, or during the show. Before we even did the show, we were already high, so it was about time before. We couldn't even, we didn't even really drop it yesterday. We dropped it earlier today. I probably dropped it about 15 minutes ago, so look for that in um, the feed as well. And, um, and then, obviously, this one as well. This is a pre-show, post-show, whatever it is you want to call it. It's live on Instagram. It's live on, you know, it will be live for you guys to listen to later or not live necessarily but like it'll be available you know to listen you know there's a video version of this on instagram right now and there's a live edition and podcast edition audio edition if you will if it makes sense if you want to try it out but anyways guys let me adjust my hat real quick there we go all right so interesting fight in the featherweight division for both brian ortega and korean zombie i mean korean zombie hasn't necessarily fought you know, back to back to back like that. You know, he's been gone for a while. He has military service. You know, he comes back in an impressive fashion against Frankie Edgar, who was originally going to make his Bantamweight debut. But then you look at it, you know, he filled in for Brian Ortega. So Korean Zombie was really supposed to take on Brian Ortega. That didn't happen. Um, you know, Korean Zombie got Frankie Edgar instead. Korean Zombie stopped Frankie Edgar in the first round in impressive fashion. And... Fast forward to Yaz Island. Fast forward to October 17th, 2020. We're getting a fight night later on today. Now, it's a Pacific time here. I'm in California. Specific time. Look at me. Going all crazy. It's the mask. I'm just kidding. Um, it's 8.23 a.m. currently. And um, no, I don't know what time Yaz Island's on or what time it starts or anything like that. I'm not necessarily good with all the, you know, time zones and all that shit like that. I know there's certain places, I think, like Texas or something, was like two hours ahead or something like that. I don't really necessarily pay attention to the time zone. So whenever the fights start, the fight starts. Interesting fight. Like I said, Dana White did say that the winner of Ortega versus Green Zombie will get a title shot. And I have a lot of questions. Though. There's a lot of questions going into this fight, more so on the side of Ortega. I'm, I'm interested to see how Ortega comes back from his first loss ever. To Max Holloway, and that seems like decades ago. I mean, when the hell was that last fight? When was that fight? We're gonna look it up real quick on here. On Wikipedia, let me see. I use Wikipedia for everything I know. Dude, I can't believe he cut his hair off. Breaking news, Brian Ortega cut his hair off. And I just cut my hair off too as well. It's kind of messy because I was wearing a hat. But I cut the sides and stuff, and I recently actually just dyed it yesterday. You know, I'm a, I'm a rock star. I'm a motherfucking rock star, bro. So, yeah, I definitely did dye my hair the other day. Cut it because I have not cut it since the start of the coronavirus. Not technically the start, but the start of it in California. And just 
you know, back in March and stuff like that, when they started to close businesses and people, you know, businesses started, everything started to get closed down and the restrictions were up and stuff like that. That's when I started. That's, that's when I originally um, fucking started, uh, decided I wanted to cut my hair. But, you know, since the start back in March, I had not cut my hair. I dyed it, but I didn't cut it. But now I want to start cutting it, you know, every other week and stuff like that. So it doesn't get too long or too out of control. So... Here we are, Brian Ortega's Wikipedia. Okay, so the last time you fought was December 8th, 2018. I don't remember that because there's a lot of shit to remember when you follow and cover the sport the way that I do. Um, he last fought against Matt Holloway against, at UFC 231, December two, December 4th, 2018. So if you want to really do some math, go to Max Holloway's Wikipedia real quick, and then we'll see how much Max has fought since Ortega. Since the Ortega fight, Max has fought four times. All those fights were championship-level fights. Max Holloway proved why he's a champion. We've talked about this. He's proved why he's a champion. He proved why he, obviously, you know, in both fights with, uh, what's his name, um, Alexander Volkanovsky proved to be stronger as the fight went on. If you look at the second fight, I don't necessarily agree with the first fight going Max's way, but I did, um, oh, I don't want to my fucking microphone on. That's how high we are. So like um, it's, just, it's gonna be clear on the the video like on on Instagram and stuff. But the, I don't know about the audio edition. I was like talking out of the, out of the microphone. Here's the microphone back on. Um, wasn't really focused on the audio edition. That's why. Um, anyway, so like I said, it shows how good Max is. It shows how good Volkanovski is. And you know, like I said, Max isn't one of those guys that that's far that's that far away from a UFC title shot or UFC title fight. I mean, he's a title fight kind of fighter. Unfortunately, he comes up short against Volkanovski. Fast forward now, Volkanovski's a champion. Um, there's not too many people clamoring for a third fight with Max and Volkanovski just yet. A lot of people did think Max won the first fight or second fight. And now, if you really want to, you can move forward from that and maybe have Max fight one other person. And then you can have him, uh, like I said, uh, then fight for the title again after that. But we got Korean Zombie versus Brian Ortega today, and that's the next fight up. And that should be the next one to, um, you know, for, to fight for the title against Volkanovski. That will be absolutely exciting because I think that both, uh, you know, guys are deserving of a title fight. I mean, for me, on the side of Brian Ortega, I think it's interesting and curious. I'm very, very curious to see how he comes back after the loss to Max Holloway, which seems like it was ages ago when I never thought we were ever going to get Brian Ortega again, you know, or, you know, coming back to fight again. I mean, it was kind of nerve-wracking. He was out for a while. He's injured, and, you know, obviously we don't know everything that's going on behind the scenes with him because we're just speculating and we're seeing it from, you know, we're basing it off, like, when the last time we seen him in the octagon. But he might have been up to so many different things outside of the octagon that we don't have any idea what he's up to, so... That's what we get to as speculating as media people, as people who do podcasts, people who do live shows and stuff like this. I haven't done anything like this in a while, but it's exciting to do it, exciting to talk about it. And like, what better way to do it rather than starting it off with Yaz Island, with the Abu Dhabi card. We got Khabib Gaethje coming up as well, so that should be really exciting. Fucking badass. Go Cowboys. Represent, baby. Um, 
But yeah, so like the winner, like I said, gets a title shot. I mean, Volkanovski is relatively new as a champ, so you know, he's good all around, man. He's a great striker. I necessarily haven't seen too much of the ground game with him. He's more so like on the feet, you know, but he has great cardio. Um, like I said, great knockout power. I mean, the wins he had over Chad Mendez and stuff like that. And Volkanovski is a tough guy, man. He, I mean, he was able to beat Max Holloway, so it obviously shows that he's he's worthy. But, you know, like I said, he's not. I'm not saying he's unproven. But th- with this next point, this next point coming up, I just want to see him fight more of the contenders now. There's not too many contenders, hot contenders at 145 pounds right now. If you only, if you, maybe think about him, like three of them. Zabit. Right? You can't forget Zabit. You got Zabit, Magomed, Sharipov. We've got Brian Ortega. And we've got Korean Zombie. And Brian Ortega, you know, we should essentially take him out of the mix unless he gets a win over the Korean Zombie later on. Because, you know, he's coming off of a loss. He's a hot prospect. We can take a look at the UFC featherweight rankings as we speak. But we don't, I don't really necessarily know, like, who the top contenders are right now other than the people that I just uh, listed. Because, like I said, who's next for Volkanovski? It's going to be interesting because, like, it's an open division now because he's a champion. And, obviously, the fighters that Max fought, it doesn't, uh, you know, obviously gives him a chance that to fight for the title again. Like I said, going up to, like, heavyweight division, for example, with John Jones gone, it gives former opponents of John Jones to be able to put themselves in a fight that lines them up to actually fight for the title and have a chance versus just getting up there and not being able to beat the champion and just being the second best guy. I don't think there's anybody that wants to be and wants to do that and stuff like that. So uh, that's not what we're going to do here. Um, okay, let's go down here to the... Um, what rankings were you looking at again? I'm so high. I'm sorry. forgot about that. Um, oh, yeah, the featherweight rankings. Okay, got Volkanovski right here. Here we go, baby. Volkanovski featherweight. So, so that number one, we've got Max Holloway. We've got Brian Ortega, number two. Zabit Magomed Sharipov, number three. Chan Sunjung, a.k.a. the Korean Zombies, number four. Yair Rodriguez, five. Calvin Cater, six. Josh Emmett, seven. Jeremy Stevens, eight. Arnold Allen, number nine. And number 10 is Dan Ige. Shane Burgos, 11. Sodik Yusuf, Ryan Hall, number three. Edson Barbosa, number four. Edson Barbosa's coming off of a great win, too. So, I mean, he's arguably 3-0 and as a featherweight. So, you know, Edson Barbosa's really in line for a top-tier fight later on. He just got a win, a dominant win over Maquan Americani, which was a very amazing performance for him. I mean, it's crazy to see that he made 145 pounds considering how big he was and muscular he was at 155. So it's interesting to see how um, Barbosa's going to do later on, obviously, and a lot of exciting fights for him. A lot of people thought he was dumb and he was overhyped and, you know, he had his moments in the UFC, but, you know, that's not the case. As fights get tougher and guys get better as, as the fights progress and these fighters start to get better later on in their careers and stuff versus, like, the er- earlier eras of the UFC, earlier eras of MMA and stuff like that when people were only using utilizing one style you either you're either a great boxer a great jiu-jitsu guy a great wrestler or a great you know it was just one area you're only good in one area until people were able to you know put each other together put it put the styles together clash them together and be able to adapt it into the sport that as we are here right now in 2020 look at people are throwing kicks people are going for takedowns people are clinching people are using muay thai people are starting off as wrestlers and developing hands. People are starting developing hands first and able to formulate and mix into some takedowns as well. 
So like I said, mixed martial arts, you mix them all together, you adapt them into the cage, and look at GSP, GSP, John Jones, Jose Aldo, and he was at the top. Anderson Silva, I mean, perfect example at the top, a lot of people are going to like to hear this one, is a Demetrius Johnson. Demetrius Johnson was able to formulate and put all of his skills together. I mean, I don't know even, I mean, he started like as a karate guy or something like that, or, you know, he started up stri- striking or something like that, but he's able to formulate, you know, his, re- I mean, he, I think he wrestled as well, though, don't get me wrong, he wrestled and, you know, he, you know, turned into all these amazing submissions and stuff. I don't know how Mighty Mouse isn't cherished a lot more. I mean, if you're looking at the style, looking at the skills, looking at all the things he's done in his UFC career, I mean, his highlight reel in the UFC is nothing short of amazing, man. It's like he he's one of the more underlooked champions and one of the more cherished champions that we've had in the sport. So, I mean, I don't know how we went off definitely, like, talking about a lot of different other things. But let's circle back to the featherweight division real quick. Before we move along to Khabib versus Gaethje, which is something I want to talk about, and I think it's important to be able to talk about and be here and talking about it in front of you guys, in front of everyone else, I think I'm going to put this video out on Twitter as well. I'm going to save it on my phone, and I'm going to post it to Twitter as well. So we're going to have the show here and there. I was going to go live on Twitter earlier, but I just didn't know how to um, necessarily like do that because it's different than it was last time for sure. Um, let me see. Yeah, so the winner of Korean Zombie versus Brian Ortega gets a title shot. Like I said earlier, I'm interested and curious to see how Brian Ortega looks after two plus years off. And, you know, I'm curious to see how the Korean Zombie looks. I think he's going to look phenomenal, a little bit more comfortable with Korean Zombie than I am Brian Ortega. But, um, like, what I mean by comfortable is, like, as in comfortable as in, like, you know, how long he's been out for and stuff like that. And you see Brian Ortega shaved his head. Damn, that's crazy, dude. But he looks completely different. I'm like, I bet there's so many women all over the world that's fucking mad at him right now. Like, why the fuck did you shave your shit off, bro? A lot of people like that, especially mainly women and stuff like that. Do you guys think I can hit this through the pot, through the mask? Watch this shit. It'll work, bro. For those who don't know, on the audio side, I just took a hit through my mask. If you see the cowboy mask that I have on in the live video, you can see that I blew it, the smoke through and through. I don't know how it has anything to do with fights, but let's move along, ladies and gentlemen. I'm done talking about the featherweight division. Let's move on to lightweight division. Okay, so we got Khabib versus Gaethje coming up, right? And... Oh my God, this is going to be such an interesting fight because, you know, Khabib's so dominant. You know, his wrestling, his grappling is A plus. It's second to none. It's first to none. He's one of the best in the world, if not one of the best fighters, pound for pound, probably in the world. I mean, he's 28 and 0. He has had wins over a lot of the best guys in the world and top fighters. I mean, Conor McGregor, Dustin Poirier. You know, look how good Edson Barbosa is doing. Edson Barbosa, I mean, Ally Quinta, like some of the best guys he's ever fought, that's ever fought inside the UFC. I mean, he's he's looked good throughout his entire career. Obviously, worked his way up to a championship level fight. Looked amazing in that. Um, you know, defended his belt multiple times, and you know, Khabib's a force to be reckoned with. You know, the main thing that a lot of people just can't get over is the grappling, is the takedowns, and everything that he does. He smothers you, takes you down, he beats you up, and he doesn't give you a chance. 
to show your skills. You can be the best fighter in the world, have multiple world titles, multiple world championships, and say you did good in your career up until you fought Khabib. Once Khabib fights people, it's not the same. He makes people look like they shouldn't be in there. And if you look at a lot of the fighters that Khabib has fought against, our top-tier fighter. I mean, Dustin Poirier, top-tier fighter. He's getting penciled in to fight Conor McGregor right now. He's fighting Conor McGregor next. Dustin Poirier is a fantastic fighter. Conor is a fantastic fighter. Former champion. Two-division champion. One of the first to ever do it in modern-day UFC. You know, one of the biggest social media followings and you know, one of the only fighters in the world to have his own... Uh, one of the few handfuls of fighters in the world that have his own whiskey company. And it's Conor McGregor's whiskey, so you know in Ireland and, and you know, United Kingdom and all over the place like that. People that love Conor, that are diehard Conor fans, they're hardcore for his whiskey. So he's obviously doing something well, as, good as well. So if you look at that, you look at look at all these top fighters that Khabib has fought. I mean, they have had fantastic careers, but like I said, fast forward to fighting Khabib, it doesn't seem as, as good because they lose to him. But they are good. But that just shows you because those guys like the Dustin Poirier's, the Connors, and Ally Quintas, Edson Barbosa's guys of the world, Michael Johnson's in the world, just because they lose to a guy like Khabib. I mean, Michael Johnson slept Poirier, if you think about it. I mean, that shows you how crazy the sport is, right? Michael Johnson slept Poirier. Poirier's doing good. Poirier fought Connor. He slept, slept by Connor as well. I'm not trying to throw shade on Dustin Poirier. I love Dustin Poirier. That just shows you, man, all these guys that slip up at the top of the heap. And well, they slip up and they come back, and that shows you. And Poirier's fighting Connor now, so he's he's won the lottery. He's got the rematch. They're both different fighters now. Very exciting to see that fight, and I'm excited to see how both of these guys can fare together, and see how they can do obviously against each other now with the newer forms of each other and more better, more improved fight IQ. Both have done a lot of different things since their first fight, and McGregor's gone on to become a huge, massive star. Box Floyd Mayweather. Looking at box Manny Pacquiao now, it's like this is absolutely crazy shit that's going on in the sport, and um, it's exciting. But you know, Khabib can't look past the challenge that he has in front of him in the form of Justin Gaethje. Man, Justin Gaethje comes forward at all times. He's looking to take your head off. Every single punch he throws is to knock you senseless. Man, he he is a killed or be true definition of kill or be killed other than a Nate Diaz like guy. I mean Justin Gaethje coming forward at all times like that, man. You know, looking like like a bat out of hell when you hurt him you stun him he's looking to come forward still he has no quit in him you have to take him out you have to knock him out to put him out i mean look at the fights he's had with poirier eddie alvarez fight i mean and you know just the justin gaethje when he fought edson barbosa he slept him he knocked him out cold and you know he beat the brakes off donald cerrone and he's beating the brakes off of virtually everybody that he's fought i mean he slept james vick so it was pretty crazy. Justin Gaethje, oh, I'm just thinking, sitting there thinking about how ferocious he is, man. He just—he's not a guy that's gonna back up. He's not gonna succumb to the pressure. If you think about the kind of guy that Khabib is, Khabib is a guy that um, relies on that pressure, relies on the wrestling, relies on the grappling. You know, he—he he makes you uncomfortable. He has people on their back foot worried about the takedown, and then he goes for the takedown, and. There you go. Your biggest fear is exploited. I mean, you could have trained takedown defense a billion times over in training, but when you get in there, when you fight a guy like Khabib, man, it's just it's not the same as it was in training. Like you could literally have the best training of your session of your life, but um, 
still succumb to the pressure of Khabib because it's not like anything else. You can't train that kind of stuff. You can get a, a Russian, good Russian, Dagestani wrestler to help you, but when you get in there with a guy like Khabib, man, it's just it doesn't turn out to be the best thing for a lot of people. So it's interesting. Like I said, I know Justin Gaethje has great scrambles, great wrestling of his own that he doesn't necessarily use, but this may be the first fight that he uses it in, man, because you know he's going to need it. He's going to need that crazy scrambling to get off of, get a guy like Khabib off him because Khabib's not going to stop. And, you know, a guy like Justin who hits very, very hard, probably one of the hardest hitters, maybe harder than Connor for some reason. I'd like to say that. I mean, Connor's precise, he's accurate, he hits hard, and, you know, he hits you on the sweet spot and usually doesn't go well for people. But if you look at a guy like Justin, man, he's every single fucking punch he throws, he's looking to take your head off. And Khabib's got to be wary of that. He's got to realize and he's got to avoid that. He's got to be able to, you know, not get hit and get caught by a guy like Justin, but still not abandon his game plan. If one thing's not working, he's got to go to the other. But like I said, the biggest question I've always had about Khabib for like the longest time, which hasn't been answered for 28 straight fights, for Khabib, not literally 28 straight fights, but, you know, the long, longest question and the biggest question I've had for Khabib is that what if there's someone out there that fights him later on that can stop the takedowns, that can thwart off the pressure, that, you know, essentially makes it a stand-up fight. If you can't grapple, if you can't shoot him for your really crazy high-crotch takedowns or everything that Khabib does to initiate his takedowns, then, then it's going to be an interesting fight because, you know, Khabib's stand-up is good. He can hold his own. But, he, and he's tough, he has a good chin, but has that really even ever been tested other than the Michael Johnson fight? And and we haven't seen Khabib in any other positions because he's been too dominant for so long. We haven't seen him get pushed to the brink in modern day UFC, in modern day MMA. We have not seen him get pushed to the brink. So could this be the fight that gets him pushed to his toughest positions where he's the most uncomfortable? Because, you know, like I said, he gets he hasn't been able to, you know, well, he hasn't been able to, like, what, what the fuck is the word I'm looking for? He hasn't had any positions where he hasn't been successful. That's a better way of putting it. And we haven't seen him in any uncomfortable positions to where he was losing rounds. I mean, people say that he lost the third round against Connor, but in in reality, he was taking that round off, essentially, and, you know, eventually got Connor to the point where he was able to go for, you know, get his back and choke him unconscious, which he did. Not unconscious, but, you know, he choked him out, and he was in complete control of that fight, so Khabib necessarily hasn't really lost any rounds. He did get caught by Michael Johnson that one time. The Gleason T-Val fight was very close, but at the end of the day, I actually thought Khabib won that one, so, you know, he can go forward with, and close the chapters on that one. Um, Khabib, like I said, has to Go forward still and still apply that same pressure, but not get caught in the same time, not get caught in that same process because Justin hits like a truck, man. So it's going to be tough to see. Like I said, I can't stop thinking about that point that I just made about the whole, like, if Khabib can't get the takedowns and do what he usually does to other people during his other fights and stuff like that. Oh, I'll imagine, like, a big, huge upset. That would be one of the biggest upsets in the world, dude, if something like that happened. Like, that would be absolutely insane. What time? How much time are we at right now? We're at 23 minutes right now. It's only 8.44 in the morning. Jesus Christ, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning to you guys. There's no morning coffee or anything. I necessarily apologize for that. But, yeah, man, it's interesting, man. Talking MMA early on in the morning. I don't know if you can see it over there, but my bed's like 
not made or anything like that, but who gives a fuck, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we do the show, if you can see the front of the um, camera, you guys won't be able to see it on audio, obviously, but I'm going to show the camera off, like, this is my, um, this is a setup. Look at that shit. You just get a look at my entire setup. This is what I'm looking at in front of me. This is my alcohol collection of the top bottles. Hey, look at that proper 12 bottle right there, baby. And I got all the Avengers stuff. There's my weed. There's, uh, there's the other phone that I use to record the, the podcast. And all the rest of the stuff. My Iron Man shit and all that, baby. Here we go. Let's get back to the show, though. And take a selfie after we're done with the show, too. Ah, there we go. But, yeah. So, interesting fight. And it's it's not fight week yet, so I don't necessarily want to do fight picks. Ah, oh, man, it's so interesting. It's such a dangerous fight. And, and it gives me anxiety thinking about who I'm going to pick in the Khabib versus Gaethje fight, man. How about I say this? May the best man win. When we sit and talk about points on each fighter's side, and we don't necessarily make a pick or anything like that, that makes it for when the fight's done. You could say that you, you talked about both sides, and you're not essentially wrong. I'm in the I'm in the business to like where the me and the best man win. I'm in the business for making, you know, intelligent breakdowns in my opinion, and, and listing all the ways that something can go down in the fight, not just the Khabib fight, but any other high stakes matchup that people have been talking about for a while, like Connor fights, like GSP fights, and stuff like that. And we'll get to talking about the GSP fight for Khabib in a second. Um, but it's just interesting to see, like, and, you know, if you have an open mind, it depends on how open your mind is, how deep you are about thinking. I'm a deep thinker. I'm an avid thinker. I'm always thinking about stuff. I'm always picturing scenarios. I'm always picturing different things that I'm going that's go, I'm going through. I, I picture myself doing different things. I picture myself in certain positions and stuff in life and just in general, either in the fight game or any other areas of life and stuff, I imagine myself in these scenarios and these places, therefore, when you do go towards these scenarios that you're imagining in your head, or you go and do these, do this specific thing you're doing in your head, when you do it, like, if you imagine it for so long, and then you finally go and do it, it's, it's surreal, right, it doesn't feel real, and that's exactly what I do when it comes to the fight game, it comes fights, sometimes I'm outlandish wrong, and sometimes I'm very detailed, and sometimes I can say, oh, I told you so. I did it right. And that's exactly what we do sometimes. And that's all right. That shows you how um, much of an open mind you got. And, you know, how successful it makes you. Like, if you can see yourself doing something and shit like that. Not just fight game related. It could be life related. If you see yourself doing something and you go and do it. And you imagine it. And you get the result you wanted. At the end of the day, you get to sit there and say that, yep. You know, everyone's congratulating you and shit like that and, and saying, that, oh, yeah, congrats, all this. But you can be like, you know what, thank you, but I fucking have been imagining this shit for super long, right? So when it comes to a fight like Gaethje versus Khabib, there's multiple ways it could end. There's multiple ways it can happen, multiple ways it can go down. And I don't know, I'm just like, I'm trying to, keep myself an open mind, give myself an open mind for this fight because I don't want to make a prediction. I mean, at the end of the day, someone puts a gun in my head, I say Khabib all day, but 
as crazy as the sport gets, as crazy as everything gets on here, and everything, the craziest things we've seen happen in the sport, we've seen crazier, but for Khabib to lose would be like one of the craziest things right now to happen, and it's 2020, so a lot of crazy things are going to happen. Crazier things have happened. So, officially, I'm going to sit here and say I don't have an official answer right now for who I think is going to win against Khabib versus Gaethje, but... Let's fast forward from Khabib versus Gaethje to saying if Khabib does beat Justin Gaethje. Dana White did say that he has something special for him. A lot of people think it's the GSP fight. I just seen a post that popped up on Twitter when we started the show that Faraz Sahabi said that it's a 50% chance that um, Khabib, uh, GSP comes back if Khabib has a dominant performance or great performance over Justin Gaethje. So I was talking about this, and you guys can go back, like I said, and listen to this on the last episode of the podcast. Um, if GSP comes back against a guy that Khabib and loses, that's that's going to be a big, 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 big... That's going to look so bad. It's going to be not, not going to be so bad. It's just like, you know, you got two of the best fighters on the planet. GSP, Khabib, we get to really decide who the baddest man is. But for George's, for George's sake, you know, him losing against Khabib, if you look at the historic, illustrious career that GSP had, he's been obviously the welterweight champion for super long. He retired for a while after he fought Johnny Hendricks. Then he comes back, beats Michael Bisping at middleweight for the belt. And then he retires. He vacates that belt, and and then he moves on. And you haven't seen him since. I never truly believe he was like retire, retire. But just like, dude, he, as good as he looks, and as good as you know, he's adapted himself in the sport. I mean, considering that he was gone for super long, and came back, and he looked better than ever against Bisping, right? I never, who would have ever thought that he would look as good as he did? He did. He looked good. He won the belt. And now, for him, for the longest time, it's been him versus Kamaru Usman, him versus Khabib. People talking about these fantastic matchups that would really show who the best of all time is. Because right now, we've got Khabib at the top. We've got Kamaru Usman doing great at 170 pounds. So it really just depends on what, what it is that you guys are looking for and what the fight game. Obviously, like what I mean by that is like really showing you who the best of all time is. And like you know, with George St. Pierre being in the mix for quite some time. And you know, being called one of the best of all time, it would be interesting to see how he fares against a, you know, the current 170-pound king, Kamaru Usman, the current lightweight king, Khabib. Both guys have been dominant for so long, and you know, it's gonna be interesting to see how Khabib does, because you know, I'd say like George, George got kind of handled by Johnny Hendricks in a way, and that wrestling and you know, the pressure and stuff like that. But it's gonna be Khabib shooting in for the takedowns and not necessarily being afraid of it and stuff. And I, to be honest, you guys want to hear something crazy? I think that Khabib does a lot better against GSP than a lot of you think. I think Khabib can beat GSP, honestly. If that really did, that could be his biggest signature win to date. I imagine this scenario for Khabib, beating Justin Gaethje and then beating, and then beating George St. Pierre. 30-0 and retirement, going to... Right off in the sunset is truly one of the dominant fighters of all time. If you think about it, you got Floyd Mayweather as well, who essentially kind of retired and went to the line, went rode off into the sunset. You know, he has been—I can't believe that these words are actually coming out of my mouth—but um, he's been penciled in to fight. What's his name? What the fuck's that guy's name? 
Logan Paul, the YouTuber, that motherfucking YouTube guy. Yeah, that, he's been penciling in to fight that guy later on at the end of this year. So, I don't know. I mean, whatever, whatever sells. I mean, people are obviously going to buy it, in my opinion. So, it's all. Like I said, a reminder to all that are listening to the show via audio. We are available everywhere. You get your shows. Kicking It With The King is brought to you by Anchor. Anchor is the one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing your podcast. There's over a million people that do podcasts nowadays. Well, why don't you join the pack? Why don't you join and be one of us? Join us. You get to talk about whatever you want, cover whatever you want, fights, music, politics, whatever it is that you decide. It's 100% free. It's easy to use. All you do is create an account, upload audio to your cloud, and post it and it's available everywhere you go it's your link you click the link in your bio you can establish a link on your on your twitter or anything else give people access to your shows it's 100% free easy to use i've been using it for over five years i've been doing podcasts since 2015 and i still continue and intend on going for the next next years to come ladies and gentlemen so anchor makes that possible it makes it available on spotify iHeartRadio, google play and everywhere you get your podcast, anywhere you get podcasts, or you subscribe to podcasts. Anchor makes it available for you. So, one more time, ladies and gentlemen, Anchor.fm forward slash KWTK Pod to listen, stream, and um, start your own podcast today if you want. You know, listen to our latest episodes of our show, all one hundred percent free, ad free as well, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I think it's ad free. I don't know necessarily, but yeah, Anchor.fm forward slash KWTK Pod to listen to our shows, like, share, rate and review and you can follow us on twitter and instagram kwtk pod as well as my twitter and instagram g the king mma g the king official excuse me on instagram I always say the name wrong forgive me g the king official on instagram gt king official on twitter so anything else we got here on this last episode the last leg of the show let me see anything coming up Someone posted, Connor, I only fight at one. I only fight one fifty fivers at welterweight. Well, McGregor, if you want to fight at one seventy, no problem. But my God, fight welterweights. This is not a good look, and everyone knows it. But McGregor stands will unfortunately defend it. Wow. Well, I think it's just because I think uh, people. It is kind of weird though, if you think about like he. He's fighting, and we're getting a potential McGregor versus Poirier fight. And, you know, that's that's the thing a lot of people should be happy about. And, you know, how about we get this? You know, we get the best versions of these guys at 170 pounds. There's nothing going on. Poirier just fought Khabib and lost. And Connor just fought Cerrone earlier this year. And he won in press fashion. But if you really want to get the best versions of Poirier and the best versions of Connor. 170 pounds, very, very durable. They can you don't have to worry about cutting too much weight. And then on, you get to do it. 
right? You get to enjoy them at their best, physically and mentally, hopefully. I think both these guys are excited. Connor's very excited. He seems to be. Um, Poirier, very grateful and very gracious and, you know, very hardworking and deemed to work hard for this upcoming matchup and rematch with Conor McGregor. It's crazy to say, but like I said, we're getting a rematch and it's going to be an excellent one. And I'm excited to see what's going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. So it's going to be good to see see that one coming up. Um, I think that's it for us for today, ladies and gentlemen. Like I said, I do appreciate you guys for joining us here on the live on Instagram as well as live on the podcast as well. The audio show will be available later on today for streaming. We're going to have it out before the fights start and stuff like that so you can uh, get a little taste of what we talked about and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, we can we can be we can call this one episode 297. I don't think it's a pre- or post-show. We kind of talked a little bit about everything, kind of briefly did it. We can. It just depends on what we call it. It doesn't matter. It's going to be the um, the pre-show and stuff like that, kind of like a recap. Like I said, we didn't do the show live. We didn't have, like, a video edition or anything like that, but now we do. And I don't know necessarily if it's going to be, like, an every week thing. It just depends on what's going on and how I feel and if I have time and stuff. Because, like I said, I am busy. I do do a lot of things other than the show and stuff like that. So I'm going to try to get here each and every time and have us here where we can talk and have a good time on the show and stuff like that. We can get more familiar with each other and stuff like that, if you will. And then on. And then on we can continue and make it a thing every single week you can have me here you see my little kind of not necessarily exciting background more so the shit that was on the front that i showed you guys earlier was probably a little bit better but yeah like i said the ladies and gentlemen follow me on twitter instagram g the king official on instagram gt king official on twitter facebook.com slash gabriel the king hernandez and so forth ladies and gentlemen like i said follow me on instagram this is where we are right now Live on Instagram, ladies and gentlemen. Live everywhere you get your shows. We're available everywhere you get your shows. KWTK Pod on Instagram and Twitter, ladies and gentlemen. We're out of here. Bye, folks.